I'm Jay Carr. This is The Great Cloud. He hung there exhausted and confused, his excruciating pain beginning to take a back seat to his inner turmoil. He felt his own greed, deceit, and hatred like knives in his heart that someone was slowly beginning to pull out. And what was even more bewildering was how he felt about this man hanging next to him. Things had changed so suddenly. Mere minutes ago, he hated this man. He didn't know why he hated him, but he did. When he wasn't screaming at the pain, he even joined in with the soldiers and the rulers by mocking the feeble would-be Messiah. He was just about to insult him again when he was cut short by Jesus' own words, the words that seemed to change everything. He had been so quiet throughout most of the affair, bearing his agony with peaceful dignity, so now his speaking came as a shock. Would he finally curse his tormentors in return? His voice came quiet, but clear not directed at his persecutors, but at heaven. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The thief was taken completely off guard. The prayer seemed to provoke even more taunts and jeers from some of the onlookers, but the thief couldn't form any words. He had never heard anything so unexpected. He had never heard anyone speak like this man. He could feel the compassion and confidence in his voice. He had questions about what just happened, but they were either too numerous or too large to put into words. What was clear was that this Jesus was no ordinary man, and the thief no longer felt the same way about him. The thief now saw that the reason he had hated him was for his innocence, his righteousness. It was an assault on his own glaring guilt, it was the light turned on in a dark room full of cockroaches, but this room had no holes for them to scatter into and hide. His sins were exposed. He was desperate to hide them, and his last resort was to mock the one who exposed them. Throughout his life, and especially his recent trial and death sentence, he had gotten by with indignant pride. These people were no better than him, he told himself. Put anyone in the position he was in, and they would act the same way. If someone's poor, they steal. If someone's being condemned, they hate their oppressors. But not this man. This man was different. This man truly was what the sign above his cross proclaimed him to be. He was a king. The thief had never thought of the qualities of a king as being humility, grace, and forgiveness. But now, for the life of him, he couldn't think of any more important qualities for a king to have. This man was a true king, and he knew that he was his king, and he would follow him anywhere. He saw now that the solution to his guilt was not hatred and mockery of this king, but rather submitting to him and serving him. He saw how ridiculous it is to hide from the light rather than embracing it. Slowly, the insults being hurled at his new king began to hurt the thief more than the cross on which he hung. And then he thought of the insults he himself had so recently assaulted Jesus with. It was almost too much to bear. And just then, the other crucified criminal managed to catch his breath long enough to spew another disgusted jab at the Messiah between them. Are you not the Christ? Save yourself, and us. The first thief couldn't take this. 
The other man, like himself, deserved this terrible sentence, while Christ clearly did not. He saw his own wickedness in the words of his fellow criminal, and half speaking to himself, he spoke up to rebuke him. Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. In his hurry to reply, he had not completely pulled himself up to speaking position on his cross, so his voice cracked and came out weaker than he wanted, something that would have embarrassed him before, but now it didn't matter. Looking directly at the king he now cared for more than his own life, he continued more clearly, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Talking directly to Jesus felt strange to the thief. It made him feel both humble and bold at the same time. It felt holy. It felt like prayer. Jesus, who had seemed to the thief to be unaffected by the myriad of comments directed toward him up to this point, as though his death required his full concentration, now turned his bloodied head toward the thief. He looked at him with a singular intensity and affection. The thief felt as though he was staring into his soul. Truly I say to you, Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. Suddenly, the thief's heart and mind were flooded with things he had never experienced. Peace, hope. He knew with a certainty he had never had about anything else in his entire life that today he really would be with Jesus in paradise. His guilt, which was weighing so heavily on his heart mere minutes ago, was replaced with a confidence that his new king would take care of it. He knew that Jesus wouldn't let anything stand in the way of them being together in paradise this very day. Not his sin, not even death.